This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning, this is Priya Liu. Is raise your game. Now, words matter. Recent events have shown us that words matter on so many counts. They can shape perception, which in turn affects the image or brand of an individual or organization. Many people think that branding is just for organizations and labels. The truth is, each of us projects a personal brand through what we do and say. Today, when so much is being said on social media platforms, the words and phrases we use have become even more critical because they reflect our brand and what we stand for, and also because they become captured for posterity and can become viral for the wrong and right reasons. How often have you read a post on Facebook or LinkedIn and said, I'd like to connect with this person or oh my God, what on earth is this person thinking to say such stuff? Uh, the spotlight on social media, the main way they were communicating with each other during this pandemic has brought to light, pardon the pun, the hilarious and sometimes downright idiotic statements and blunders made by many leaders causing the world to seriously wonder about their intelligence and capability. If we have to watch what we say all the time on our personal social media pages, how do we find a balance between being authentic and being politically correct? How do we say what we want to say, yet not cross the line to the detriment of our image and the brand we represent? And here today to discuss this with me is Human Equation founder Sheila Singham, who usually comes on the last Monday of the month if it doesn't fall on a public holiday. Good morning, Sheila. Good morning, Frida. Why do words matter so much? Okay, so I'm going to approach this from two levels, from a spiritual level and a very earthly level, which is related to branding. Okay, so we think that words are merely used for communication to make ourselves understood, influence, build connections and so on, communicate a message. But from a spiritual level, it's believed that the words we use have the power to create, to create a reality. And that's the reason why all the major religions in the world tell you to be very careful with what you say with your words, because of the impact of our words, not just on ourselves, but also on others. And so quantum physics also aligns with this belief today. I studied a bit of quantum mechanics in university. I found it hugely exciting. And I was even more excited now when quantum theory, I found out that it says that physical matter doesn't really exist, that everything is just energy in different states of vibration. So that's physics. Some people say it's new age. Yeah, whatever, right? Um, sometimes we cannot just dismiss theories because we don't see the hard evidence before our eyes. So the energy that, that is us, we vibrate at infinite number of subtle frequencies that causes it to appear as all the different creations we see in the world. So the higher, more, high, higher, more positive frequency we operate on, the better our lives will be. This is the theory. And so the words we use have energy and frequency. And so the more positive they are, the better. So those who believe in positive affirmations will attest to this. They use words as powerful tools to uplift their personal energy and beliefs. Right. Is there anything to substantiate that words have an impact on matter? See, I wish I'd continued with my studies in, in quantum mechanics, right? So I'm not a quantum physicist. I studied mathematics at the end of the day. But I did do some reading in the course of my coaching and reading. I found out that there's a lot of evidence, uh, especially in the medical field, where the words that you use 
create your reality, your illness or your health. Now, the one person whose work I've read that actually had done experiments to show the impact of words over matter was a Japanese scientist, Masaru Emoto. So what he did was he performed some really fascinating experiments. He took water and he subjected, he exposed pure water to different types of words both written and spoken words. Then he froze the water and he took and he did photographs, a photography, right? Like high um, electron, under electron microscope of the crystals that form. And he found that water that was exposed to positive words like love, gratitude, prayers, chants, they form beautiful lace-like hexagonal crystals, right? Mm. But in contrast, when he exposed water to negative words like I hate you and fear and you fool and stupid and all that, harsh words, the water froze without forming crystals. Instead uh, of shining, symmetrical, beautiful crystals, he got grey, misshapen ugly looking clumps, right? Mm. So his experiments showed like, the impact of positive and negative words on water. And mm. here's the thing, Frida, we're 70% water. Mm. Our bodies, ourselves. Mm. So, I mean, go figure, like, right? Mm. It's not just what we say, but what others are saying around us mm. or in quantum physical terms, the frequency at which we function. So, I mean, his distractors might say all kinds of things, but for me, okay, he showed some experiments whether they are true or not. The point is, it's interesting. Why do all religions, why is even science following up on this, right? Mm. And so today, when we we look at what's happening around us in Malaysia, uh, yes, the reality is there. And we can talk about the reality in order to do something constructive. But when Mm. we sit down and we unnecessarily use harsh words and we keep saying, oh, you know, we're we're a failing nation, there's no hope for us. I I don't think that's constructive at all. Right. Yes. The collective consciousness uh, of what we are saying can actually send out the right or wrong energy out there. Right. And, and I know it's, it's one of the things that uh, we, we're disappointed with certain things, right? But to, to use those words um, upon ourselves, right? And, and so this, I guess when you talk a little bit about the, uh, I guess you, you what you just mentioned about the experiment, that's what you meant by the spiritual aspect of words, right? What about the more earthly aspect, I, I guess from a brand and image perspective? Okay, yeah. So, I mean, since we're like in a business station, it makes sense to bring the conversation back to you. So, to that. Now, I believe, right, Frida, you can tell a lot about people from the way they read and write. Mm. All right. Uh, Sometimes when I scroll through social media and read what people post or watch them on YouTube, I get strong vibes about them. Positive or not so positive vibes. So, they are creating a perception in my mind. And in the same way, what I say is also creating a perception in other people's minds. Right. So whether you like it or not, and, and you're a person who's done branding, who's been involved in branding as well, Frida, right? Mm. Whether you like it or not, branding is all about perception. Mm. I mean, why else would companies pay professionals loads of money to craft campaigns with powerful, punchy taglines and so on? So each of us has a personal brand. The question right. is, are we aware of it? Mm. Have we allowed it to develop organically or have we had a hand in developing it? Have we guarded it or have we allowed it to become solid by what we do and say? Mm. All right. So, for example, you, you, you know, you go by the handle, the Frida Leo. I one day want to be the Sheila Singham, right? <laughs> but uh, the point is that we've done a lot to 
shape who we are. That doesn't make us any less authentic, right? Mm. We remain authentic to ourselves. We remain grounded down to earth. But um, like you and many others out there, I'm someone who's particular about my brand. Mm. Um, I was told that, oh, you, you do have a brand. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I do. So as many of us out there too. So, well, you need to sort of whether, whether, however you're shaping that brand, it's got to be aligned with your value system. Right. All right. So like, for example, for mine, authenticity and integrity are very high values. And put together with that comes caring and, and concern for humanity, which I believe ties in with my mission and purpose. So we, this is why we need to be very careful what we say and do in the public domain, the pictures we post, the memes we share. Mm. They can impact our personal brand and this in turn can actually affect our business. Right. I just want to, you know, uh, uh, make a comment about, you know, people and their own Facebook pages and, but it, and it is their own page, right? And um, so I, w- I want to get your opinion on that, but we'll talk about that in just a moment. I'm here with a human equation founder, Sheila Singham, and uh, we'll talk about how words matter. Stay tuned to Race Again, BFM 89.9. Beating fickle mindsets, BFM 89.9. The Business Station. You're listening to Raise a Game. Uh, I'm here with Sheila Singham, Human Equation Founder, uh, who joins us the last Monday of the month. We're talking about words and how words matter, right? And you were just saying how, you know, the things that we say affects our brand, uh, it affects people the words that we use right? but there are some people of the opinion that they should be allowed to say whatever they want on their personal social media pages because well it's personal so you know what are your, your comments about that it's my page what if you want to keep things personal instead of having a wall on social media put one in your house mm. and go and write your stuff there for no one to see then no one can comment right once you post something on social media for the world to see it goes into the public domain Mm. And then you can't complain when people share it or pick it apart or screenshot it and share and comment, right? Here's the thing. You represent a brand, whether it's your own personal brand or if you're working for a company, it can represent your corporate brand as well, okay? The, The organizational brand. So we've heard of stories of people who are posting stuff and ranting on their personal pages only to be hauled up by the bosses because what they're saying is a poor reflection of the company's image, Mm. right? You you can't post what you like and then cry foul when people comment on it and then go and start a big fight and all that sort of thing. So I, I have one thing. If I post something on social media and someone doesn't agree with it and it's mild and all that, I'm fine with that. Right. Put up with it because that, that is a platform for, for discourse anyway. But if someone begins to be very toxic or profane, then I'll edit the post because I, I don't want that to just become a mm. forum for people to start, you know, all that. Because we just talked about the power of words. Negative mm. words are just so negative. I mean, look, Frida, mm. you've got, if you've gone into any sort of argument and you have profanities and harsh words and tones right. should thrown at you, you come back from that, you're so weakened, right? Yeah. So why do we need to have all of that on social media? So really, if you, if you care so much what people think, what you're putting out there, then be careful, lah. If you don't care, then never mind. But remember, one day you may care and it might be too late because all that stuff will be floating in cyberspace. We've had organizations 
who went and sort of took over somebody else's social media platform. And that stuff came back and to really sort of bite them, you know, after a long time. So we really need to be very, very careful in a sense with what we are posting out there, which doesn't mean you can't be authentic. You can't be yourself. It's the Mm. question is, what is the self that you're projecting out there on social media? What is the self that you want people to see? Right. But isn't it unfair also for people to judge you for what you say on social media? I mean, how can your personal opinion be used against you, say, in business or in your work? Well, in a sense, I agree with you that it's it's not fair. But then life is unfair. Let's be real here, right? The world is full of judgmental people and they're going to judge you for how you dress, what you write, what you eat, what you drink, who you date, even how you mourn. Trust me, la, I know, you know, I was judged for wearing red two months after my husband died, even though it, I was wearing it in his honour because it's his favourite colour, right? So I began to be very aware of the impact of what I say and write. When I had a senior figure in a GLC, uh, which became my client. They were they became my client. So after I'd finished the program with them, they came and said to me, we're very glad we selected you for this and we followed our instincts. Do you know, before we hired you for the job, we went through all your personal social media postings. Mm. I mean, clearly they didn't want to find out later after giving me a job to talk about culture change and, you know, integrating values into the organization to find out that if I'd written inappropriate things like anti-government rants or sordid things and all that, you know, then, you know, then people go and see like you're here preaching one thing, then over there you're writing and ranting, right? So aside from your CV, here's the reality. So much is happening in social media, right? And your your personality, character, whatever is coming, your brand is coming through. So people are going to troll through your social media pages to find out more about you. And believe me, uh, you and I know, right? Mm. Just from pictures and posts, we can tell a lot about people. Right. So does this mean that we, you know, career and business people can only say and write politically correct, sanitized words for the sake of our image? <laughs> Okay, that, that's a good question. I, I'm not saying that, you know. We can be honest and we can impact the world. But we have to ask the question, what do you want, what purpose do you want your words to fulfill? What's your posting there for? I mean, it's sometimes for fun, sometimes it's to exhort people, you know. But are you there to condemn and tear down? Now, I have studied neuro-linguistic programming. I'm a trainer of neuro-linguistic programming and I totally believe that words can change the way we see things, right? They change our belief system. They have impact on our neurology and our health. They can heal and they can destroy. I mean, you and I know so many people who are going through life carrying baggage because someone said to them they were not clever enough, they were stupid, you know, they'll never amount to anything and all that, right? I, I went through that myself. So we don't have to sanitize our language for public consumption, but I'm also totally using language to criticize harshly and in a mean, nasty way or using it in a way that frivolously that will hurt others. You know, People can tell a lot about us from what we say. And this particularly becomes important when you are in business or you're in a leadership role, whether it's in business or in politics or a thought leader or any sort. The higher up you go in leadership, the more followers you have, the more responsibility you should show in your words and your actions. 
All right. Um, so a case in point, like you know, the last time you say things, you get away, some media picks it up or doesn't, and then it's all buried. Today, anything you say instantly, it can be you know recorded and put on social media. So you and I know a case in point is the recent incident where two trains collided and people were injured. The mm. chief executive made an inappropriate remark at a press conference, mm. and it it turned out it was not just a reflection of him. It became a reflection of the company. It right. became a reflection of the government that put him there, and eventually our country. So, brand Malaysia got impacted by right. something that was supposed to be have been a joke in his mind. You know, right. Uh, and we hear of so many gaffes, right, being made by people in high places today that end up becoming memes around the world. Do the people who say these things really have no clue about their blunders? How how, how do they end up saying these things? She yes. asked innocently. <laughs> innocently. I don't know. Maybe some of it is innocent, Frida. They just don't have a clue about what branding is about. They, they they don't know that they are a brand and they need to like jaga the, that brand. Lah. So they are now, and also they're very clueless about the impact of social media today on branding. Somebody just starts a meme about you on Twitter. My God, can go viral in the world within 24 hours, right? Mm. And then again, there's also a certain level of arrogance about their ability to handle crisis, to you know speak in, in the public uh, eye, right? And I've seen this happen in leaders because... I do media training, okay? And sometimes they, they come and say that, oh, now CEO says he doesn't need it. He knows how to handle the media. And then next thing you know, he's going out on national TV and making a gaffe like that. Sometimes they feel they've come so far and so high and they know how to communicate. They, they don't need to be trained at all. Hmm. But one thing you need to know is when you go out and speak in the public arena, you first thing, you need to be authentic. Secondly, you need to be in full possession of a um, of your facts. All right, you can't right. say uh, "fly instead of flu," for example. You know what I'm saying? You need to have also empathy for the people that you're addressing. You need mm. to put yourself into the shoes of a citizenry that's been traumatized by the pandemic. People out there are dying. They are hungry. They are unemployed. Um, you know, there are no beds in hospitals. So you need to be very empathic, empathetic, is that the right word? Mm. And But if you continue to be disconnected in whatever ecosystem you're leading in, uh, whether it's an organization, a country, a world, you'll never be able to resonate with people. And then this incongruence, this lack of connection, lack of empathy is going to show through. And however fantastic your rhetoric is, it's really going to come through. People right. are going to see between the lines. Right. And you were saying that, you no, know, be empathetic and to be authentic. And maybe sometimes being authentic is the, the problem where the true colours come through. But okay. Uh, uh, so are you saying that all leaders need to be trained on how to use words to preserve their brands? Well, in the first thing, I think all, first instance, all leaders need to be authentic and operate with integrity. Right. And then if you do that, right, there is no need to try so much of subterfuge and prevarication and hiding yourself behind barriers. If I had my way, Frida, all leaders would need to be trained in emotional and spiritual intelligence. Mm. So they learn empathy and care for the people they serve. The operative word here being serve. Leaders 
you know, the servant leader, leaders eat last. We've always heard about how you put your people first. So the ultimate purpose in training them is, of course, to teach them how to use words, to teach them sensitive use of language, and to use words to exhort, empower, motivate, not sow seeds of mistrust, anger, and disgust with personal opinions that are misguided, right? So it's so that in moments when they do step into the spotlight under public scrutiny, um, you know, they will be able to sort of acquit themselves admirably, right? Mm. Organizations, in my opinion, should never, and, and this goes for all organizations, political, government, you know, GLCs, MNCs, um, SMEs, one-man mm. shows, they should never ever let a person who is untrained in the adept use of words to go out there and become a spokesperson for their organization. Right. Do this to your detriment and run the risk of becoming a laughing stock to the rest of the world. Right. And I think back to your, your earlier point as well, right, about how, you know, even in our own uh, social media, regardless of where you are, right, I, I think the end objective, whether you're angry or not, like sometimes I will have these conversations like Sheila, like we can talk and rant and everything, but what we put out there also has an impact on other people, right? I mean... Uh, my, it's it, things can be disheartening, but you also want to be uh, uplifting, right? I mean, there are moments where we say certain things, but at the same time, just to be very wary that we are setting the mood for the for the people, for the you know, it, it, for the country. Um, you know, our words really matter, and I think that's really important as as we're going through a very trying time in this country. I totally agree with you. Sometimes, uh, Frida. At- People might look at me and say, is this woman for real? I mean, like, she's so idealistic, happy-go-lucky. Doesn't she see what's happening at ground level? I do. I do. Mm-hmm. And I do. I, I, I will give money here and help out there and all that. But the point is, I don't want to be swamped with so much of all this negativity and be talking about it 24-7. I'd rather go out there and encourage people in the midst of this and give them some glimmer of hope through the words. Send positive energy by the words right. you're using. Right. So words matter. Uh, so says uh, Sheila Singham from Human Equation. And you've been listening to Raise Your Game, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.